You know, my job is to get up on stage and, and wear fur and to do, you know, wild voices and pratfalls or physicality. Hi there, I'm Gianna from Family Fun Twin Cities. Welcome to this special edition of the Let's Go Do Fun Stuff show. This week, we are ushering in the holiday season with an interview with the Grinch himself. Reed Sigmund of the Children's Theater Company sat down with my son Omri and I to have a discussion of what it was like to be the Grinch. Enjoy this conversation that we had with him and learn about all of the behind the scenes that we were able to get out of him. By the end of the episode, we will have a few things for you to do this weekend because the holiday season is here and we've got a lot going on. So stay tuned. Now enjoy our interview with Reed Sigmund, also known as the Grinch. How long have you been the Grinch? How long have I been? I've been the Grinch since 2012. Yeah. So this is now my 11th year, but uh, sixth time playing the Grinch. So uh, six yeah. times in 11 years. Yeah, my brother kept on bugging me like, hey, yeah. because we already knew that you've been doing it for six years. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you should ask me how long. I didn't think that I'd do it more than one, obviously. Um, I think a few actors had played it before me here. I think the most anybody had done it before me was two times, maybe three. So I thought, I'll be lucky to get one. So let's just go for it and see what happens. And then I don't know how it happened, but now this is number six. Um, and I never get bored with it. It's The role is deep enough and interesting enough. and fascinating um, enough where I, I don't get tired of doing it. Yeah. This was the part where Omri asked Reed if playing the Grinch ever made him cringe. No! I'm old, man. There's yeah. something about when you hit a certain age, <sighs> cringy just kind of disappears. <laughs> or the more cringy, yeah. the better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you learn to embrace cringe. Yeah, as not something that's kind of like something to be embarrassed about, but so, not something to lean away from, but something to lean into. Yeah, well, and once you start to lean into it, it's actually a very freeing thing. Speaking of leaning into being the Grinch, like you are the Grinch. Honestly, yeah. Like I'm not a. Um, do you know what method acting is? So method acting would be something that a lot of actors do, which um, other actors consider cringe. Yeah. Which is that if we were rehearsing the play, he wouldn't even be allowed to call me Reed. He'd be like, I'd be like, no, I'm not Reed. Reed's not here. And yeah. he'd have to go, I'm sorry, Mr. Grinch. Why? Yeah. Like, I don't do that yeah. at all. But at the same time, when I am on stage, there has to be, uh, to a degree, a, a melting away of self. So I need to keep part of me there just to make sure that I'm being safe and to make sure that uh, I'm where I'm supposed to be on stage. But at the same time, there is a giving away of oneself where it's like, I am now feeling somebody else's feelings. Yeah. Um, Because I can't go out there and pretend to be angry or pretend to be sad. I need to go through that emotional experience. Otherwise, it doesn't feel real to me. And if it doesn't feel real to me, it's not going to feel real to an audience. So the show, honestly, is a really exhausting one. And I'm not complaining about that. I love it. But every single performance is about an hour and 45 minutes of going through an entire emotional transformation. And that's an exhausting process. Um, 
but one that's fulfilling and exciting. And, and you know, every day you wake up, you feel a little tired, but you also feel like you have an exciting purpose. Now, my job is to get up on stage and, and wear fur and to do, you know, wild voices and pratfalls or physicality or to sing in front of people or to be completely emotionally vulnerable in front of people, to cry in front of people, yeah. to show myself at my saddest, to show myself at my angriest, to show myself at my most insecure. And when that becomes your life day in and day out for years, for decades, that self-consciousness just kind of melts away. Yeah, yeah. Have you, in, in your whole career of acting, have you ever done something that wasn't in the script that just made the show better? <laughs> um, I do that a lot. I don't know that I'm supposed to. Um, I feel like every play should be a collaborative process. Yeah. So the playwright, now playwrights would maybe disagree with me on yeah. this, and directors would maybe disagree with me on this, but a playwright writes a play, and yeah. that's their contribution. And my contribution is obviously to interpret their words and interpret their language and to bring it to life. But it's impossible to dive into something for five weeks and not to start to have ideas or input of your own. Yeah. And that's where you start to create kind of additions to a script or, or additions to a piece where you think it makes the, the character, it can't just be about you, it can't be about, well, this just makes this moment funnier. But it's like, this deepens the character. This, I think, completes what we are going for. And as the playwright, you are responsible for writing 20 characters and maybe miss this little nuance, which, because I've spent so much time with just this one character, I may be found. Now, a lot of times, then, you have to clear that with the playwright. You can't just add something. Yeah. But you'll say, would it be all right if we try this? Or you just try it and say, I really like that. What do you think? Yeah. And then they'll maybe let you keep it. Yeah. How many shows have you been in? Like, not, I know the Grinch, but like, mm. have you been Like, how many productions? Yeah, how many productions? Here or in my whole life? Uh, here. I've mainly been here. Uh, probably, mm, guessing 90? 90? Yeah. How many of them are repeat? Oh, I've done Grinch now six times. I've done Wizard of Oz, say, four times. Did Cinderella, like, three times. So some of them are repeats. Um, if you were to go with just production, not counting repeats, probably, like, 70, 70 to 75, yeah. somewhere in that area. Yeah. Wait, who did you play in uh, uh, Cinderella? I was, they called me an ugly stepsister. Oh, he was the one. The but one that the took problem was that I was really beautiful. <laughs> so it didn't really work. Yeah. yeah. So 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 you were the people who brought the candy with the tennis yep, racket. Yep, I, I did use a tennis racket to take candy at people yeah. in the audience. And that took some getting used to because during rehearsals apparently I hit the candy too hard and had to learn how to go under to loft it up instead of hitting people in the face with tits heroes. <laughs> yeah. That took some practice. I think yeah. I heard some like people on the creative team. I think I hurt my own kid who was out there trying to catch one and I hit him in the eye. He's fine. He's fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> um, who did you play in Wizard of Oz? I was the Cowardly Lion. Oh, yeah, that would work. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can play like yeah. all the motions of the Grinch, like, yeah, I, you can play it. And I've, I think I've done it four times. So yeah. I do love the Cowardly Lion. Cowardly Lion is the only character that makes the Grinch costume look comfortable. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 
It's been, like, again, not complaining. I love the car they like. I would never play it if I didn't love it. Yeah. But imagine that somebody says, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to put you in, like, the heaviest, hairiest snow pants you can imagine. Okay. And now we're going to put you in the heaviest, hairiest winter coat you can imagine. Okay. And the heaviest, hairiest gloves. And now what we're going to do is we're going to put glue. We're going to glue some rubber all over your face so like, and put some hair right here so you can't really talk or breathe all that well. Then we're going to put a heavy wig on you. Okay. Now what we're going to do is we're going to take this coat because you go as a winky in disguise. And this is a heavy wool coat. So we're going to put another winter coat on top of your winter coat. And we're going to put a winter hat on top of everything else. Okay. Now go exercise for two hours. And it's like... <laughs> so they, when you try things, like we put uh, we put ice packs in my back, so I wear a shirt that has pockets in it, and I'll take two big ice packs and put them in there before they zip it up yeah. to help me stay cool. And that really does help me stay cool for sometimes almost three or four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So you're crying sweat, basically. Oh, yeah. You drip. So like I'll come off stage for a second and sit down and it's this is gonna sound really nasty But I'll sit there like this and you just watch you'll be there for 30 seconds and by the time you leave There'll be a whole puddle of yellow Yellowish kind of water right there because your face has just been dripping down It's a fun job Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 work. Yeah fun work, but work. And now a word from this week's featured partner Buncha Buncha connects neighbors with local stores for scheduled deliveries throughout the week. Through store partnerships and the ability to create highly efficient neighborhood routes, Buncha is able to offer no markups and only a $1.45 delivery fee, while also contributing to as much as 80% in carbon emission savings. Check out your neighborhood's weekly delivery schedule in the app. And use the code FFTC for $15 off your first order. What is family dinner like? Well, you probably don't really have it very often because you have weird um, showtimes. We have weird showtimes. A lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll have to eat quickly and then come here for a night show or for a rehearsal. Um, there's a lot of music. We play music when we eat. Um, there's a lot of weird, random singing in the house. Um, Sometimes multiple songs going on at the same times from different genres. Yeah. Um, it's a loud house. I will say that it is a very loud house. Yeah. So she made a really dumb rule, and it was you can't sing at the dinner table. I sing at the dinner table. I break my own rules. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, I had. I love my parents. My parents are great parents. Yeah. But they had a lot of rules that I absolutely don't enforce or have perfect purpose and with that we'd like to say thank you reed for playing the Grinch and making it so easy for everyone else to believe that you are the Grinch. yeah yeah um now let's move on to this weekend's top three you've already seen the show yeah is there anything new every single year every single year there's something okay and that's because the beauty of theater is that our world keeps changing, um, for better or for worse, yeah. right now for worse. Um, but as the world changes, I do think it's our responsibility as, as creators and as performers and as artists to allow the outside world into what we're doing on stage. Yeah. And that's because if you're going to do a play, well, why are you doing this play? And why are you doing it right now? What purpose does it serve? And 
as you answer those questions, you can't help but slowly change, alter slightly what you want to communicate with that production. So I would say every year there's something, the message kind of hones in in a little different way, and that's the beauty of the story. It, it can transform and allow that to happen. Um, but also we find new technical surprises, whether it be with video, whether it be with props, whether it be with set pieces. So every time somebody comes from year to year, it might not be a wildly different show where the entire thing is different, but they should be able to notice three, four, five things and we're like, that was different. That was new, that was exciting. I like that this year it made me feel this, and last year it didn't make me feel this, it made me feel that, but it, it's kind of wild how the show can transform and allow me to feel so many different things. Well, and when I probably saw, I don't know, but um, now there's a bunch of new technology. There's a lot of new technology. So you can do a lot more. Mm-hmm, like last year we added a whole section where during the, um, after the Grinch leaves Cindy Lou's house and then goes on to rob a bunch of other houses. It used to be a scrim would come in and old Max, the narrator, would come out and just say what happened and there'd be some music. You know, a couple times ago we added a reprise of Your Me One, Mr. Grinch. So now instead of just narrating, he also sang. Then last year, he didn't just sing and didn't just narrate. We added a whole video section where they had filmed me in front of, they had built an entire Who house and you saw my hand come down, remove the roof of the house and then reach in and take out like a rocking chair. So they added a whole new kind of technical aspect to it yeah. as well. So there's always something to, to be surprised by. I never thought that I would be the Grinch now. Yeah. And that's something that, um, one of the reasons that I do love Children's Theater Company. You know, when I went to acting school and when I went to college, there are people, not everybody in theater, not everybody in the world, but there are people out there and people in positions of power who will try to limit what you can become. And they will try to say, nope, this is only what you can do. This is what you can be. And that's it. And... I had teachers and educators and directors who let me down a path where it was like, you're only gonna be able to play this type of character. And when I got here, Peter Brocious, the artistic director, who's also the director of The Grinch, he didn't approach things that way. So a lot of people think of The Grinch and they're like, oh, what does The Grinch look like? Well, he's really, really tall and he's really, really lean. He has a really long, thin face and he has a long, thin body, which are things that I do not have. I could never have, no matter what I do. I'm not a tall person, I'm five foot seven. Um, but Peter was not interested in, in matching physicality. He wasn't going, well, this is what it looks like exactly in the book, so this is how I want to match it. Because in his belief, well, I could find somebody who looks exactly like that, but their soul, their spirit, their essence might not match the character. And I'm far more interested in finding an actor who matches the internal essence of a character than their physicality. Yeah. So he took, he took a chance or went against the grain or went against the stereotypes and cast me in the role instead. Yeah, and now you've done it for six years. Yeah, now I've done it six times, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful. I don't know if it's a compliment that my internal essence matches that of the Grinch. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think it is. He, he is a good character. He's, he's a phenomenal character. And he's not an evil one. Yeah. He is, uh, he's one who's been through some things. And all of us have a million little moments every little day that help shape who we are. And that shapes who we are the next day and the next day. And sometimes those little experiences can snowball and eventually lead us down a path where we become somebody that we never wanted to become. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately what happened with the Grinch. 
things things get smelly up there just without even trying. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, there's a lot of sweat that happens. Yeah. And then there's a part in the show, I'm not sure if you remember it, where I take a glass of milk and I drink it and then like I gurgle it and then I spit it. And what happens is every time I do that, I get a whole lot of milk in my green kind of facial hair beard thing that's going on. And they wash it as best they can, but you know, we'll have two shows in a day. That thing gets a little smelly. So most days I smell like body odor and old dairy. Yeah, without trying. I feel bad for everybody on stage. But I mean, you're the person. Like, you know, I'm helping them. They don't even yeah. have to act. Yeah. Really, they should be thanking me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Reed, for coming on the Let's Go Do Fun Stuff show. You can catch How the Grinch Stole Christmas at Children's Theater Company from now until January 7th. You won't want to miss it. Like they said, every year there's something different. So even if you have seen it in the past, you won't want to miss it this year. Now, let's talk about the weekend top three. Thanksgiving weekend. Friday is a great day to visit a state park. Why? Because it is the last free state park day of 2023. That's November 24th. Minnesota state parks are open year round and there's probably a state park very near you, within 30 miles. The Minnesota DNR offers one free day during each season. Spend a few hours outside exploring a familiar place in a new season or a new place in a familiar season. St. Paul's European Market is back at the Union Depot in St. Paul. This event is based on the European open-air Christkindl markets, like those in Germany and Austria. It's a free event to attend with the opportunity to shop for unique handmade gifts and decorations as well as nosh on some holiday treats. And it starts this weekend. The street snowflake lighting and holiday tree lighting is taking place at City Hall in Hastings. This is part of Hastings Holiday Hoopla event happening on Saturday, November 25th this year. Enjoy shopping and family fun all day, followed by two lighting ceremonies, one at 5.15 and one at 5.30. And this event is free! All the links you need for more information will be in the show notes.